Heroes Not Included is a serialized story podcast featuring actual play using the Dungeons & Dragons role-playing game from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own their respective copyrights, trademarks, and related material. A special thanks to all the great people at Wizards of the Coast for their hard work creating such wonderful games for us to play. Previously on Heroes Not Included. We started just after having fought Isn't it nice? all the goblins. <laughs> we started after having fought the orcs, didn't we? Yeah, find the orcs, that's what I meant. <laughs> and then I believe it was just a lot of traveling all the way up to... What's the town name? I got it in my head. It's the, um, it's the dwarven city Mirabar. Once in Mirabar, he told us, it's going to get cold, prepare yourselves. So we spent a bunch of time shopping. <laughs> we did. There was a shopping montage. Yeah. So we, we did all of our shopping in preparation, and then we headed up further into the spine of the world. And the first thing that happened was we came upon a hindrance in our path, which was a cave. Heroes not included. Okay, so I actually have to go into the cave. Yeah. I guess I'm going to sneak in more. Okay. Give me another stealth roll. Your stealth is all get out. Uh, 26. There you go. Especially when I roll really nice on it. Thank you. So you kind of sneak in, going really slow, really carefully, and you get maybe 10 feet in, and you see that the cave opens up into a very large main cavern. Okay. How far is your dark vision? 60 feet? Uh, yes, I do believe so. You see in the middle of this large cavern, mm-hmm. you see what looks like a forest of stalagmites. And you see stalactites in the ceiling, and you see water running off of them and dripping onto the stalagmites. To the left, just inside the entrance, you see a pool of mud, and you see a male ogre bathing in the mud. Mm, I am sneaking back out. Okay. He's got you could get he's got nothing on you though right now, right? No. Yeah, I mean, no, he doesn't. Can I see I, I I guess I would see would like to see the rest of what I could see. Is there anything else that I could see that I haven't been described yet? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you could you can see some more. I mean I will I will chill my fight or flight response so I can get a clear picture of what is in this room. You also see that around the room are ten foot high ledges along the walls. Ten foot high ledges? At ten feet up. Ten feet up, there's a ledge. There's a little ledge. That goes all the way around. And you see uh, goblins standing up on top of the ledges. Oh, okay. Just sitting around. They have arrows in their hands. Uh, you notice that one of them is using an arrow to pick its teeth. Another one is Do using... Do they have bows or just the arrows? <laughs> bows and arrows. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they aren't on alert by any stretch of the imagination. It looks as though that they have been assigned some kind of guard duty, and they have no reason to take it seriously at the moment. You see inside the forest of stalagmites, another ogre looks to be female laying on the ground, and you can hear a faint, from this distance, snoring sound. That's what you can make out from where you're standing. Okay. The ogre seems to have paid no attention to you, and the goblins seem to have not noticed you at all either. Would you like to continue? Yeah, I guess. 17 plus 7. 24? Yeah. 
All right. So, like I said, the middle is filled with this sort of stalagmite forest. On this side is the mud pool with the ogre. Do you sneak around the opposite side from the mud pool and the ogre? Which would be kind of to Aspen's right. Where was the the female ogre? In the middle. In, in the, the middle of the stalagmite forest. Okay. So it's forest yeah, by the other way. Okay. There's uh, another goblin. And then you see a pool of water collected in one end of this large cavern. But it's shallow and it smells putrid. Ew, I found the pee corner. <laughs> <laughs> you have passed two passages. Okay. Both leading off to the east. One of them seemed to wind its way back into the mountain. Give me a perception roll, please. 18. The other one, you hear what sounds like humans. Humans. But they're whispering. I guess I'm going to continue to sneak ahead. Do you want to sneak off into this passage and investigate the people, or do you want to keep making your way around the main cavern? I want to investigate the people, I think. Okay. Give me another stealth roll. Because they might be able to help us take down these guys if they're, like, captured. That's uh, 11 plus 7, so 18. A short tunnel leads to a sunken cavern from which you can hear the echo of flapping wings. The sound emanates from a naturally formed pit in the cavern's floor, which is covered with bat guana. Ten-foot-high ledges surround the pit and form raised alcoves to the north, east, and south. Huddled in these alcoves, you count about 30 people. Ooh. And they look to be children, women, villagers. None of them look to be of any sort of fighting kind. Okay. I feel like I'm, I'm pressing my luck on the continuing to sneak thing. I feel like I have a general idea of what's going on here. So I'm going to sneak all the way out. Okay, give me a stealth check. Eight plus seven, so 15. Okay. Yeah, you, you go sneaking back the way you came, and at one point you slip and you crunch a rock. But it doesn't seem anyone heard. And you make your way back to Jador and the party. You see, coming sneaking out of the cave, making your way up the trail, you see Aspen, and he looks a little bit more dirty than he was a moment ago. There's two ogres and a bunch of goblins, and then there's some people that I think they're keeping as food. I don't, I don't know. I think that's how ogres work. But there's a bunch of people that are probably not going to be able to help us fight, but would probably be pretty happy if we help them get out of here. I'm not sure if Jador thinks we have to go through this place to... There is... I did see a passage that winds off into the mountains that we might... That might be our way out. I don't know how we want to... How we want to do this. You see Jador, he kind of hangs his head a little bit, and he kind of sways it back and forth. Food. Food. (laughs) I look up from the book. Food? Is the food ready? (laughs) Oh! Where did you go? <laughs> now that I've noticed he's come back. Uh, I snuck up ahead. There are ogres and goblins, and they're keeping people for food. Oh, good for them. Do you eat people? Oh, no. I wouldn't, but I'm not an orc. They're ogres. There's two ogres. <laughs> I look at... Um, I think we have to go through that way, though, because I saw a passage that leads further into the mountains. I look over at Ja Rule. <laughs> uh... <laughs> door. And I'm like, we don't need to go in the cave, right? He looks at me and he goes, We go. In the cave? Oh. We go. <laughs> he nods. Oh, right. Sorry, sorry. I think one of them was sleeping, though. Oh. The other one was taking a bath. I got pretty far in the cave and they didn't see me, but I don't know how sneaky oh, you guys are. The sleepy one. Did you give him one of these? And I drag my, my, my thumb across my, my, my neck. 
No, there was another ogre and a bunch of goblins that had bows, and I didn't really feel like getting stabbed or shot at, so I just kind of stuck around, and then I came back out. So we knew what we were getting ourselves into, I guess. And I go, do we have to kill the ogres and look at Jador? He goes, mmm, kill, ah. And nods his head up and down vigorously. Put my book away. Have you killed an ogre before, Jador? You wanted to say Ja Rule, didn't you? No. (laughs) Everybody's just been pronouncing the the stress differently, so I was trying to figure out which way I wanted to pronounce it. Which syllable you're going to use? (laughs) Jador uh, looks at you and says, Yes, me kill. Easy. Oh, okay. okay. Ogre, not ogres. Like Jador. Okay, big not guy. Ogres. Don't don't hurt yourself, buddy. Let's just go. Easy, easy. Not not smart. Okie dokie. Aw, he's aware. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess if Jador says that he could kill them easy, we can just go and, and clean up the mess like we did last time. That seemed to work pretty well for us, so I guess I'll, I'll stay... Stay in the back, probably. What is your guys' plan? Oh, oh, I have a plan. What if I went in and I made myself known and then I brought him out here and then y'all can hang out? And... Have you told them that it's total dark in there and they can't see a thing? Oh, no, I haven't told them that. <laughs> Who here can see in the dark? I can't. Nobody? Anybody? But then, me? But all of, a sudden, all of a sudden there are two gnomes standing next to each other. We want to bring them out, right? Yeah, it's pretty dark in there. I, I, I point at it, and it goes, Hey! Hey! Hey, listen! This'll get him out. Aspen is going to sneak inside and try and find a hiding spot so that he can flank them. Okay. So you'll sneak in first? Yeah, I guess I should sneak in first. Yeah. And try and find my spot. That, f- that feels right. And you know the, the area pretty well. Yeah, so I kind of wonder. There, so. Ooh. Well, that's good, because I rolled a two. So a two with your plus seven? Yeah. Is a nine? Yeah. But I'm also going to try and hide. It's probably a nice size stalagmite. Okay. You uh, sneak your way in. You notice that the ogre in the mud bath is now playing patty cake with the bubbles. <laughs> you kind of sneak your way through and in to kind of find a stalagmite that's near that first tunnel that led off from the main cavern to okay. the east. And then there's a 10-foot ledge along the edges? Yeah, and there are a total of five goblins. Like uh, on each ledge, or on, on like two on one and three on the other? Well, there's one, two, three, there's five different ledges, and there's one on each of the ledges. Okay, just around the room. Yeah. And are they close to each other? No, no, they're just scattered across the room. None of them are any closer than 20 feet. Most of them are more than are more like 25 or 30 feet away from each other. Okay. So, you snuck in and found your hiding spot. I told you to give me like a... And then what do you do? After after I count for a while, mm-hmm. I start by uh, I cast a minor illusion. Okay. And it's the sound of a woman sobbing, like just completely bawling her eyes out. And I let that go on for about well, it lasts for a minute, mm-hmm. and it's not concentration based. So I, I do that first. Okay. My other thing is concentration based, and all of a sudden now I have a woman hunched over and crying at the at the front of the entrance. So this is my um, rabbit trap. And sure enough, the ogre in the mud, see, he kind of turns his his head to kind of listen over his shoulder, and he rocks back and forth in the mud a little bit until he gets himself up. And you see that he has a huge, he has a giant club 
and he grabs the club as he climbs up out of the mud pool. And he gives this sort of grunt. <laughs> it's almost like he's singing. And you see he begins making his way towards the entrance. He spots this distraught woman near the front of his cave, and he can hardly believe his luck. And he comes walking out of the cave right for her. And he raises his club above her, and we roll for initiative. Oh, Richie, you need to move your paper. Oh, sorry. It's okay. It might also have been my roll. Aspen, what'd you get? Uh, I got an 11. 12. Oh, Barney, you got 12? Mm-hmm. Count the spry. <clears throat> I'm ready for a fight at 24. 24. Nicely done. Calic, you're up first. Mm-hmm. You see this big ogre come humming to himself out the cave, and he spots this woman, and he raises this huge club over his head. She tries to run away. So I was hanging on the side of the entrance. Okay. Right? Just slightly off so you wouldn't see me right away. Yeah. So I uh, run over to, let's say, the left side okay. of the ogre, and my fist goes right for the side of his face which I probably can't reach. Well, yeah, uh, ogres are large, okay, and they belong so to the giant class. Right for his left pectoral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kidney shot. Kidney shot. right for a kidney uh, shot. All right, kidney shot. Roll it up. Uh, for 16. That's a hit. So that does six. And then I follow it up with another punch. Okay. A kidney shot. <clears throat> Anything. That is eight. He squirms, blocks out of, you know, he squirms out of your way. Okay. I go back with my right fist again. Uh oh, here we go. Same shot. <clears throat> right hook. That's probably good. That is 20. Yes, that's, that is that is a hit. All right. So this fine ogre now needs to take some damage of. So that was five, so six and five. Eleven total damage, and he needs to make a dex save, otherwise he's knocked prone. Knocked pain. Prone. Pain from the kidneys bursting within. What's the save he needs to make? Uh, dex save against 13. Uh, he makes it. No. He does not go down prone. But, uh... an advantage on that being that he's large. Yeah. That's okay. But, uh... Nice the leg. <laughs> All right, Jaw Door uh, needs no encouragement here, and he has his maul out, and he goes swinging. And his first swing hits 24 points of damage. Second swing hits, and he does 21 points of damage. So, total of 45 points of damage. Jaw Door runs forward, and he swings this massive maul. He swings around, <laughs> hits him, Stops, comes back around, and brings them all into the uh, ogre's gut. Uh, Shevnik, following Jador's lead, goes charging in, and uh, he is going to swing his greatsword. And he hits. With his greatsword, he cuts the ogre's head off. <laughs> it goes flying through the air and lands a few feet away. And the body falls <laughs> limp. So you hear this massive crunching and groaning sounds coming from outside Aspen. And it rouses the other ogre, 
and she gets up and she grabs her great club and begins making her way out. And you also see the goblins begin climbing down the ledges. Okay. As the ogre falls, you see a goblin. And he kind of runs up to the edge of the cave. And you see his head, and he looks out, and he sees you, and he's like... And he kind of lets off and fires an arrow in your direction. Twang! He also sees this crying woman and his dead boss. Well, the landed on top of the crying woman, so oh. it's a little bit of a weird effect going on there. <laughs> it's a wild shot. It doesn't hit anybody. It just kind of flies past you all and hits a tree. So useful, those goblins. Mm-hmm. Good investment. And then following that, you see another ogre come lumbering out. And she spots you guys and charges. And uh, she's going to swing her great club at Jador. Oh. What? Actually hit Jador. Okay. Elvard. So there is um, an ogre. Standing out here just right now, right? That's it. Uh, yeah, the goblin is at the cave, at the mouth of the cave, and the ogre is out here. Has just taken a, a swing at Jador. Can I see the goblin? Yeah. All right, I'll take a shot at him. Okay. Would a twelve hit? No. Okay. So. It hits a rock and ricochets. Oh, oh, is it rocky enough out here that there's something I can at least put my back up against to try to get a little bit of cover? Mm. From the goblin. There's some trees mm. nearby. Okay. But close enough that I can still fight. Within range, okay. yeah. Within. Uh, yeah, I, I, then I kind of dart my back to a tree. Okay. Try to get like maybe half cover or something like that. So have all the goblins moved through? Yeah, they're all making their way towards the mouth of the cave. I would like to shoot the one in the back, the one that's furthest back, and then move and hide. Okay, go for it. Is that a net one? That's a net one. That's a net one. So that's a miss. That's a fumble. Let's uh, roll on the fumble table here. Okay. Seven. You rolled a seven? Mm-hmm. That's it? Yeah, zero, zero, seven. Double oh seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're just embarrassed. Good recovery! <laughs> you, you you went I, to fire... I am so glad nobody saw that. that mm-hmm. you, went to fire, so you went to fire the arrow and you fumbled on attaching it to the drawstring. Okay, I would still like to move and hide. Okay. 18 plus 7. Okay. You see another goblin come towards the front of the cave. Mm-hmm. And it looks around and it fires an arrow over in your general direction. Remember, you have half cover, so that's a plus 2 bonus to your armor class. Y'all. And what is your armor class? 13. 13, right? Okay, so it hits. 15. Yep. Swung! It hits you in your thigh. Ow. Ooh, for 5 points. Another goblin has just appeared, and seeing the success of his compatriot, decides that he's going to attempt the same thing. <laughs> he got inspiration. Because if his friend can hit you with a short bow, then surely he can. And it fires, the arrow goes flying off wildly into okay. the forest. <laughs> Dejected, slightly embarrassed, Lop hangs his head in shame. Oh, Lop. Nitch, another goblin comes forward, and he sees the other two. And he sees, kind of looks over in your general direction, sees what they're trying to hit. He decides, well, that seems like a harder target than this big blue thing right here. I'm hugging a tree. <laughs> so he's going to shoot at the big blue thing. And he misses. The last of the goblins uh, steps in there and also uh, it takes another shot uh, trying to hit you. And, and of course, uh, misses. And uh, that brings us around to the top of the order again. Kalik, what do you want to do, man? I'm actually going to... 
specifically the one that just tried to shoot me. I am going to run up with a big punching fist! For 21 to hit. That's a hit. Nice! That hit is going to take 8. Hit that first hit. You're punching, you're punching goblins? Yeah. yeah. Aren't they up on a ledge? No, no, no. no they're all at the mouth. Oh, they came down. To attack. I thought that, that it was like somehow that they were like, the ledge was at the top mouth. Right, of so the you cave. put your I was imagining them up high, fist like, through the head of the first goblin that you punch. <laughs> Gross. And then I look at his friend in my left hand. Uh huh. Fist goes right towards his face. Okay. Uh, for 22. 22, that's definitely a hit. Uh, and then six. It doesn't go all the way through, but it does knock the goblin over, and the goblin is now prone and moaning. He's clearly hurt. Jaw door wastes no time. It comes in and starts swinging at the ogre as well. The ogre is standing right there. So why not? That is a hit, and does 25 points of damage with the first hit, and... That is also a hit. It does a total of 47 points of damage. Again, just this maul comes crashing into this ogre twice. Shevnik is there, and Shevnik uh, is definitely taking advantage of this opportunity and attacks the ogre as well. And Shevnik's first attack hits and does eight points of damage. And uh, Shevnik's second attack hits and does nine points of damage. He slays the ogre with one huge swing of his greatsword and actually even gets the greatsword lodged in the massive chest of this large giant-like creature. That brings up one of the goblins. Seeing his friend get punched in the face and the other one getting punched through the face. He decides that it is time to take action and he is gonna swing his scimitar at you. Oh, that's cute. He says in goblinese, and he hits you. That's probably all dull and gross. <laughs> he hits you. Tetanus shot. I don't know if that's a thing for you. And the water will rust it away. <laughs> He hits you and does 12 points of damage. That's a beefy goblin. Uh, he got a critical success uh, on that roll. Beefy he goblin. said, uh, impassioned by the death inspired. of his Inspired. I say, pain is an excellent teacher. <laughs> Elbard, what do you want to do? Um, the I'm, ogres have fallen. There's a few goblins at the front of the cave. Front of the cave. I, I will just fire at one. Okay, fire away. I see no reason to waste a precious spell slot. Especially when you have such a great Ooh, nat 20. Nat 20. Never got to see the star before. <laughs> Nicely done. Nicely done. So two tens. Two die, 10 plus four. Ooh, 18, 22. At a goblin? Mm-hmm. Wow. All right, you uh, hit the goblin Splatter. and- Splatter. Yeah, what happened? How did you kill it? Oh yeah, it just, it just uh, it's complete- Exploded? Complete explosion. All, all four limbs. It's force damage, so I like to think <laughs> it got there and then let, released its energy. Yeah, uh, you find yourself covered in goblin now. You Coward. guys hear? You guys hear kind of a <laughs> from the? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Very serious stuff here. Very serious. And I gain five hit points. I think something like that. All right, Aspen, what do you want to do? I would like to try and shoot another goblin. Seven hit points. Okay, go for it. 
Because when I kill, I get empowered 16? with hit points, and I go, oh! 16, that is a hit. Yay, my first hit. That's a five. Five points of damage? Yeah. You fire the arrow, and it thumps right into uh, the back of one of these goblins, right into the chest. And where you're standing, you hear this thump. Did you have advantage? And you see this mm-hmm. goblin kind of move towards you a little oh, bit yeah, as you hear this thumping advantage. sound. Did um, I have advantage because he didn't know where I was? Hmm? It doesn't make any difference. Yeah, I guess you him. killed him. And then I move, and then I hide. And my hide is an 18. Okay. The goblin that uh, you destroyed half his face kind of looks up at you and, in desperation, is going to run away. <laughs> and he's making a run down the trail and trying to get away into the forest. So he's going to make a dash maneuver. That brings up Kalik. What do you want to do? You going to let the goblin get away? Are you going to go into the cave, or are you going to clean yourself up? My body cleans itself pretty easy, so... <laughs> it all just, like, washes off naturally. <laughs> Sloughing. So, like, like in an RPG when suddenly, like, you just don't have blood all over you anymore? Yeah, it's all on the floor, Except like, really... Except actually has a reason. It's mm-hmm. really diluted on the, on the floor beneath just me. puddle. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of rolls off with all that natural sweat. My hand <laughs> goes to my pouch, mm-hmm. and then flicks to the right, which is actually more to kind of... Yeah, he kind of took off to the right. Yeah. Flicks to the right, Don't even and look. dart shoots. Flicks it. a dart right at him. All right, go for it. And that is... 11. An 11? Yeah. Dart flies right by. Yeah. Jador sees the goblin taking off, and he sees that there's another goblin by the cave entrance. And he looks over at that other goblin, and uh, he yells at it. And you see the other goblin kind of look at him and go, <laughs> and Jador slings his big maul back over the top of his shoulder. Shevnik finds that entertaining, but pulls his crossbow off his back and fires it at the goblin. The nearby goblin or the far goblin? The one in the doorway. Not the one that's run off, but the one in the doorway still. And hits him. And you see this heavy crossbow bolt just fly right through the goblin. Mm. And you hear in the cave. And that is all she wrote for Pox. Elbard, what do you want to do, man? You've seen someone throw a dart at him. Yep. You see he's running away. You see half his face is hanging off him. And he's less than this... 120 feet away, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. This, this oh, goblin's yeah. not making good progress at all. Yeah. 13? 13? That's a hit. For eight points of damage. And how does this one die? He just falls right forward. It just it's like a it's like a punch in the back of the head. It's force damage. Force damage. Okay. Yeah, you see him just tumble over himself into the Kadoosh. Nothing too fancy for that amount of damage. Just <laughs> It's true. Just enough to get the job just done. Just enough to get the job done. Alright. Bravo. You have taken care of the ogres and you have wiped out the goblins. And we'll have to see what happens next. What would you like to do? I'd like to search the bodies. Search the bodies. That's always a good way to do it. I shudder. And then walk into the cave. But the goblins have on them goblin scimitars and short bows. Okay. Is any of that substantially better than my gear? No. Is any of it worth selling? You might find someone who, you know, collects goblin short bows or goblin scimitars, but... I'm gonna go with no. No. I think that's probably a niche market. Yeah. <laughs> what have you got? We can set up shop here, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please, you've traveled long. Have your shitty bow. <laughs> I know you're eyeing that scimitar. <laughs> it is a nice one. 
Can't find these anyway. Deception roll. <laughs> okay, so Elbard, you're going into the cave. Is it dark? It's dark bodies. It's pitch black. You I, can't I, see I, anything. I, I, I snap my fingers at Val. Tilt my head back and say, I can't see. <laughs> Shevnik comes in after you, of course. And Kalik, what are you going to do? Uh, I walk into the cave as okay. well. Um, jaw door hunches over, comes in a little bit. He decides that he doesn't want to go inside, so he backs out. As I walk past Jador going in, uh-huh. I kind of like tap him wherever I can, I guess on his calf. calf. <laughs> yeah. um, so I just kind of tap him. I go, it's okay, buddy. You can stand and watch outside. Jador, stay. <laughs> and I walk in. Okay. So you can see fine. Yeah. Um, Especially with the light on now. The rest of you are going to have some difficulty. Uh, Valum does come stumbling into the cave eventually, and he's trying to get the torch lit. And uh, the first thing you see is, well, let's see, the main area here is probably lit up. You see a mud pit to your left. You see 10 feet up, you see a little ledge where you can see like a little rope ladder coming down from it. And just at the edge of torch range, you see a bunch of stalagmites creating a kind of forest, if you will, of lime deposits. And that's all you can see in the, the torch range. To the left was the pit, was the mud thing. Right, and, and you to went the, to the, the right, was how I went around right. first. Yeah. So I'd probably like kind of like trot up to the front and be like, I think the people are this way. And I just kind of like lead off to the right. Okay, so as you guys make your way off to the right, what you weren't able to see before, um, but the torchlight reveals, is that there is a, what looks like a, a, a tunnel leading off to the east. Yeah, I saw that one. Okay, you saw the tunnel leading off to the yeah, east? Yeah, it leads off to the east, and it looks like it goes deeper into the mountains. So as we walk by that one, I'd probably be like, I think we eventually have to go through this way. This is the tunnel I told you about that leads further into the mountains. But the people are still up this way yet. All right, so you make your way a little bit further along. The torchlight reveals a little passageway. Are most people right. holding torches? Shevnik has one, and Valum's holding yours. Okay. I don't think Kalik has a torch. No, I don't, I'm not really fond of fire. Yeah. <laughs> fire bad? A, I think it was a big <laughs> thing on your list. Yeah. Can you see it? And Aspen doesn't no. need it. But next to this, the second passageway that leads off to the right, directly in front of you, to the north of you, you see a pool of water. And then as Shevnik kind of walks around the pool of water, you see another passageway that leads off to the north. Aspen, maybe you should go free those people. I thought that was the plan. All right, let's go do it. We agree, so we do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a short tunnel leads to a sunken cavern that echoes with the sound of flapping wings. The sound emanates from what you can see now with the torchlight, a naturally formed pit in the cavern floor, which is covered with bat guano. Ten-foot-high ledges surround the pit and form raised alcoves. With the torchlight, you can see huddled in these alcoves about 30 villagers. In the center of this cavern is a hole approximately uh, five feet in diameter. It's from there that you hear the squawking and the flapping sound. People see you guys come in with the torchlight, and since goblins and ogres don't need torches, they immediately know that something is different. An individual stands up from amongst all of them, kind of huddled towards the back of the cave. Are his clothes slightly more detailed than the rest of the people there, and his hair slightly better kept? Does he have an exclamation point above his head? No, no. <laughs> do, does this individual look like they possess a name, whereas the rest of the prisoners yeah. do not? <laughs> nope. Uh, they all have names. But this person is a dwarf. Ooh. A dwarf? Mm-hmm. 
Is there a diverse mix of people in this pit, or is he like? There is a there is a a diverse group of people. Yes, you see a variety of ethnicities from across Feyrun in terms of humans. You see some tieflings. Whoa! You see a dwarf. I don't know that I've ever met a tiefling. Yeah, so you know, there's a little bit of this and that. Okie doke. A diverse representation of all the wonderful people that make up Faerun. <laughs> Ready to be eaten for snacks by mm-hmm. ogres. Well, you know, you have to have variety. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's the same old human every... I mean... The international aisle of the grocery store. Anyway, uh, the dwarf stands up, comes forward a little bit, and he says... I am Spartacus. No. He says, <laughs> I'm Morak Urgrey. And who might you be? I am Aspen Tamble. Mm-hmm. And this is the rescue party. A rescue party? Yeah, sure, that's what we're calling it. Who sent you? Uh, Providence. Providence <laughs> sent us. Congratulations. <laughs> Believe it or not, it's your lucky day. <laughs> All right, you hear that, folks? It's Providence. Let's go. <laughs> Hurry, now be quiet before the other goblins know that we're getting out. Quietly now. Uh, other goblins? Ooh. Also, I should tell you there's a big guy at the door, but he's nice. Uh, right. Uh, yeah, uh, other goblins. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole complex here. What's what? in the hole? Bats. Ah, rats. No, he said well, bats. I know, that was my response. <laughs> and he I'm... says, did you come up from Mirabar? Yeah. Yes. I didn't think anyone knew that we had been taken. I don't think anybody does, just nope. us. Yeah, that's why I didn't say Mirabar when you asked me. Servant, let's go. Yonda, let's go. Ellis, Gaunt. Get going. They do all have names. Zalf, Elise, Darson, Hildy. Let's go. While he's talking, I do kind of lean in and say, so how'd you end up in here? I I think a few of these families have been picked up on the road. I was caught napping. A few of the families, I think they've picked up from out of the mines. I know there's been several raids in the mines of late. I hold my arms out and I say, so is it safe to assume that you've all been stored here in the pantry? No, there might be a few more alive further in, but be careful. If I were you, I would turn around now. And he starts hurrying the rest of them out of the cave. I grab Torch from Valum mm-hmm. and I'm peering over the bat pit. Okay, over the pit of bat. Mm-hmm. Yes. Aspen stands back. Just in curiosity. Sighs, just... <laughs> shakes his head, and starts walking out. Just curious. I'm looking to see what I can see with a little yeah. bit of light. Uh, you hear some, you hear some flapping of the wings, and uh, you know some some screeching. You get the sense that you know any sort of loud noise would, mm. would disturb them significantly. All right, what do you guys do? So the, the prisoners are, are making their way out towards Jador. What I would like to do is I would like to follow them out because I want to have a couple words with Jador. And what are you guys going to do, Alec Aylward? I am very curious. And all of this is new to me. Yeah. And I'm just, I am happily just walking around and like, oh, those people live like this. <laughs> and just, just peering oh, around. That's how the this. common people live. It's like, ah, oh, it's just, there's a, there's a little bit of like, oh man, waiting to be eaten in Sigmund's alcove would be just not preferable. <laughs> but yeah, I'm peering around and just tourist, I'm touristing. <laughs> touristing, all right. Kalik, what are you up to? Uh, I follow Aspen. Okay. Aspen. Uh, you follow them out, and you, and you see as they make their way towards the opening, Jador is kind of helping them through his legs and around either side of him and kind of helping people make their way out. Yeah, that probably doesn't freak them out at all. It's not like they've been manhandled by gigantic people for, like, however long now. They're just happy with the idea of being able to escape and not be someone's right. snack. Totally. I go peer also at that pool of water. 
The pool of water. Yeah, yeah I'm assuming these two are just follow, these two are just following me around. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm curious about the pool. I am very curious. I'll have this be one of my, my flaws. <laughs> uh, it's a shallow pool, and it's uh, formed against the northeast wall of the, that main cavern. It looks like runoff from the pool trickles eastward, and the water is yellow-brown in color and smells... I've got the, I've got the, the torch, like, right... Smells of rotten eggs. Ugh. Just stinks. Is this the potty? <laughs> you don't know. Mm. You don't know, but it doesn't It Very doesn't smell stagnant. good. Aspen and Kalik, you're at the front of the cave there. You said you wanted to talk to Jador? Yeah, I wanted to have a couple words with Jador. What I could. So I, as, as everybody kind of walks out, and I just kind of walk out behind them, I just look up and I'm like... Well, they're all out, buddy. Do we still have to go through here? You didn't seem comfortable going in. He kind of looks as they begin to make their way down the trail. He says, uh, more goblets. Kind of gets down and kind of hunches over. And you see he kind of takes a big breath like he's going underwater. (laughs) And he kind of, he's holding his breath as he kind of like makes his way into the central part of the cave. And when he gets into the big cavern, he kind of stands up and he goes, Oh, no see. No see. (laughs) I'm now standing over where the one was sleeping in the middle. Yeah. Just like. So he he could probably kind of see the glow of. Yeah, he can see. Yeah. Uh, you see, he kind of gives you a hesitant wave. Uh, yeah. Um, Slightly annoyed and bored, looking valet and bodyguard stand behind me, like. <gasps> so I take a torch out of my pack mm-hmm. and I light it, and I just kind of hand it up. Uh, yeah, you hand him a, a torch, and he just kind of holds it up like this, and it, because of the height at which he holds it, it casts a fairly broad, <laughs> dull light. Neat. But yeah, um, I feel like Jador is like existing in a cartoon where the size ratio of things is always kind of shifting somewhat. (laughs) Well, you know, I'm never exactly sure how tall Jador is. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, he's eight feet. He's eight feet tall. That central area was used as it looks like a a a sleeping chamber. Just like uh, you see hay on the ground. You see, yeah, hay on the ground. You see a variety of humanoid bones scattered about. Ghastly. Ghastly. Uh, but having walked around the main cavern area now, you saw that there are three passages heading off towards the west. Three more that we had not discovered before at all, right? Right. So you have three heading off to the west. You have two uh, heading off to the east. One of them is the cavern mm-hmm. where uh, the prisoners were being helped, and you have a passage that heads north. north. They say, hey, Jador. Mm. And I point east, west, or north. He kind of gives a big sniff in the air a few times. <laughs> kind of sniffing around. And he points to the northernmost east passageway. While they're discussing, I'm just walking straight over to those three. Mm-hmm. And at the very least, I'm just kind of giving a, a, a peek around the corner. And a little hold look-see. Up. little look-see? Yeah. Here's some scraping noises coming from back there. Maybe a few whimpers. I listen so hard that I roll my dice. Wow, okay. <laughs> give, it a, give it a listen. I'm not great at this, but I figure I should try. Investigation. Investigation or perception? So you're investigating. Am I? Yeah. Okay. Because perception is just more having to do... It measures your general awareness of your surroundings mm-hmm. and the keenness of your senses. Did I notice? Right. And now I'm trying to notice. You're trying to All notice. Right. I'll take it. Yeah. Oh, I think... There's maybe 
something down there. <laughs> What'd you get? <laughs> One. One. <laughs> so I'm looking down this tunnel, and I say, I want to go look down here. Okay. So I walk over. Shevnik says, my lord, perhaps I should go first. Well, can you be quiet? He's in plate. <laughs> I'm looking with, like I said, with one eyebrow up. <laughs> Wait, can I be quiet? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> uh, and so while we're, we're, we're walking, and at some point, all of a sudden my, my eyes turn down to Aspen. You're very quiet. In a manner of speaking, sure. Yeah, because I'm not sure you'd put yourself knowingly in danger. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah, when other oh, people are, are at hand. Yeah, it would only be if I got, it, gave me, it gave an advantage. Right. I might go in front of the plate mill guy. Well, until uh, danger showed up, and then I'd be directly behind the plate mill guy. I begin walking down the hallway. Walking down <laughs> the stealthily But, but you can't see. I just hold on to the wall. Oh. I get some light from the torch. Yeah, several people have torches. I mean, I can't, obviously will not go past the torch lit area. It very quickly begins to splinter into several different little directions. And you hear some crying, and you hear some pleading sound. It sounds like pleading, but you, you don't know because it's in Goblin. I need to know your order, so who has Splinters into, like, two, three? One, two, yeah, yeah, three, essentially. Three okay. different. Shortly after getting into the tunnel. Kallik's in the lead, obviously. Who's coming up behind Kallik? Probably me. So what you can see is there are goblins here in these little dens, but they're all cowering, and you see some of them are kind of pleading and, and, and begging. To whom? To you guys as you pass. They're like making, they're cowering from you. Yeah. You don't see any weapons, you don't see any armor. If goblins have children, maybe some of these are children. Some of the goblins look really old. Do I sense any sort of danger from the general area of where we are? You don't sense any danger from them. Can I do a perception check to see if I hear anything that's not them? Yeah. Oh, not one. Nope. <laughs> They're so loud. So loud. So much loud whimpering and crying. This is an insight roll, for sure. What's their deal? Seems pretty obvious. They're afraid of us. They're, they're, they're not the fighter goblin. Oh, yeah. Many people. This is, this is, this is the waitstaff? <laughs> or, or maybe just the rest of the population for those of us who aren't noble. Yeah. Yeah. So looking at this and you know recognizing cowering. Yes, you've seen it before. You've seen people do it to your father. I stand up straighter and I point at the door and I say, "Get out." All right. Wow. Okay. Well, give me an intimidation. Yes. Roll. And I. Mm. Yeah, you don't have. Uh, yeah, there's no prey to Morden. No prey. No, 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 no. I was just trying to think narratively if there's something I want to try to not let that minor illusion cantrip. In a loud, <laughs> booming voice, thrusting my gigantic cob piece forward, I yeah. say, please. You have a cob piece? Mm-hmm. It's all the rage. It's all I wear. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Heroes Not Included. If you would like to learn more about us, you can visit our website at heroesnotincluded.com. If you're listening on iTunes and you enjoy the show, don't forget to leave a rating and a review. We'd love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider becoming a patron. As a patron, not only will you be helping keep the lights on, you will gain access to patron-only content, including a special patron-only Star Wars podcast. Visit the Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. Until next week, be the hero.